To see today's photo, go to mtforchrist.org or follow me, M.T. Clark, on Facebook or Twitter. Good morning. Today's photo of a sunrise on the horizon between two mountain peaks comes to us from Fred Dimmick, who shared this scene, presumably from somewhere near his home in Nor Murphy, North Carolina, on social media on Thursday, along with the following poetic sentiment. Uh, Fred wrote, Waiting on the new sunrise when changing colors fill the skies. Uh, mountaintop, my happy place. The rising sun will warm my face. High in a tree, a young bird sings of opportunities the new day brings. Well, as the sun sets on another week and will arise anew tomorrow, it is my prayer that all my friends uh, follow Fred's example by keeping their eyes open to the beauty around them and by choosing to look at each new day as an opportunity to enjoy their lives and to work to make them better. Fred had to put forth some effort to find his happy place, and so I encourage all of us on the path of Christian discipleship to not forget that our relationship with God and our experiencing the fruit of the Spirit in our lives is dependent on that paradoxical balance between faith and action. We trust the Lord to do his part in our walk of faith, but we realize that we have to do our part too. Repentance is more than just agreeing with the Lord's ways of doing things. Repentance also includes our actively turning and walking in the way God would direct us to go. We choose each day to follow the Lord and put, our, and put forth our best efforts to be more like Jesus while understanding that any hopes for our success in doing so needs to be supernaturally empowered by the Lord. Uh, and so we are happy to report some success this morning, food plan success, as I have repented of my vacation indulgence diet and am back on my keto food plan that has been instrumental in putting me in the best physical shape of my life. The Lord has impressed upon me that repentance includes being a good steward to the temple of the of the Holy Spirit, my body. And it feels good to have the first of what will prayerfully be a long line of days of being victorious and free over the bondage to comfort, uh, to, to comfort eating. And uh, what, a, what better time uh, to look for new opportunities to make a change and, si and simultaneously draw closer to God um, than the season of Lent. Uh, it is the 10th day of Lent, and so we continue my personal walkthrough of Gracia Grindall's 40-day journey with Martin Luther to observe and celebrate the Lenten season. Uh, in this walkthrough, Grindall's devotional, it is our hope that we will get to know Martin Luther a little better as we, as we seek to draw closer to the Lord on our journey to Resurrection Sunday, uh, or Easter. And so we continue with the uh, journey day 10 and Martin Luther writes you are not to kill what is this answer we are to fear and love God so that we neither endanger nor harm the lives of our neighbors but instead help and support them in all of life's needs this commandment is violated not only when we do evil but also when we have the opportunity to do good 
to our neighbors and to prevent, protect, and save them from suffering bodily harm or injury, but fail to do so. If you send a naked person away when you could clothe him, you have let him freeze to death. If you see anyone who is suffering from hunger and do not feed her, you let her you have let her starve. Likewise, if you see anyone who is innocently condemned or in similar peril and do not save him, although you have means and ways to do so, you have killed him. It will be of no help for you to use the excuse that you did not assist their deaths by word or deed, for you have withheld your love from them and robbed them of the kindness by means of which their lives might have been saved. That was today's passage from Martin Luther. And today's biblical wisdom comes from the Word of God uh, in Romans 13, 8 through 11, which says, Owe no one anything except to love one another, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment are summed up in, the, uh, in this word, love your neighbor as yourself. Love does not, love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. And, um, and our devotional directs us for a little silence uh, for meditation. Uh, so you should um, pause the podcast or stop reading and sit quietly for 60 seconds, a few minutes, or 10 to 15 minutes, or however long you feel comfortable with and have time for. Uh, focus on your breath and the calm stillness in the present moment that is always available to us in God's creation. And you can meditate on Martin Luther's comments for the day and the content of today's Biblical Wisdom, Romans 13, 8 through 11. After you're done <laughs> pondering that in silence, um, there are questions to ponder from our devotional. And the first one uh, asks us, how does it change our understanding of this commandment to think of both what we should not do and what we should do? A big part of changing our faith from a religion to a relationship comes from understanding that obeying the commandments of the Lord is not, simply, uh, is not met simply by the things we don't do. I haven't killed anyone, anybody today isn't something we should point to as evidence that we are following the Lord. To follow the Lord, we have to understand that walking by faith not only requires us to abstain from overt sins, the things we should not do, but also requires that we look for opportunities to love our neighbors as ourselves, to look for the things we could do to help others, to do the things we should do, and to do them. Our Christian lives should not be defined by the evil we don't do, but should also be demonstrated by the good things we do. This makes us more like Jesus and gives God's glory. Uh, the second question of the day is, what good might it do for us in our society if you and I love our neighbors and help them to flourish? When we love our neighbors and help them flourish, we could cause them to choose to follow the Lord and, in turn, do good to others to help them to flourish. Our efforts to love our neighbors could bear more fruit as our good deeds inspire others to do their own random acts of kindness as part of their new lives in Christ. Our purpose in blogging and, and, and podcasting is to encourage others to do just that 
to not only have their lives transformed by choosing to follow the Lord with the way they live their lives, but to also impact others with our message of hope and the good works uh, we in, engage in. The Lord's love in us can create a chain reaction of love and community when we help others. And the third question is, in a world where so much violence is both encouraged and sanctioned by certain religious groups, how might you both encourage and support the positive understanding of this commandment? We can encourage and support the positive understanding of this commandment by being advocates for peace and righteousness. Our motivation is to serve God, and our mission is to show others His love through kindness, goodness, gentleness, and faithfulness. We are to protect those we can and help others to see the wisdom of following the Lord from the peace it brings to our and other people's lives. Our devotion moves on to uh, present the psalm fragment of the day, which is from Psalm 133, verses 1 and 3b, which says how very good and pleasant it, it is when kindred live together in unity. For there the Lord ordained his blessing, life forevermore. Our journal reflections ask us to reflect on how you keep this commandment. Do you hear only its negative side, do no harm? Or does it, its positive side, do good, cause you to think of your neighbor and his or her needs differently? As I indicated above, I try to keep this commandment from both its negative side, by trying not to harm anyone, and from its positive side, by doing good. And the best way I can think uh, to do this is to encourage others to put their faith in Jesus and to follow him. Um, while I can give to good causes and help people with problems they face as I encounter them in my everyday life, being used by the Lord to bring people into the kingdom of God or to help Christians discover their identity in Christ and the new life they have in him, has the potential to do infinitely more good than right here and right now as those God-blessed activities can spread and bear fruit beyond my limited understanding and reach. And the next prompting is uh, asks us to remember times when you withheld love from a neighbor or family member in journal about your reasons. What did it feel like? What, if any, consequences were there? Would you do it differently now? I've often said that we regret things we don't do in part because I can remember times when I had the opportunity um, to do something good for someone else and because of fear I decided not to do them instead of being bold courageous and faithful I shrunk away from the opportunity to do something to either protect defend encourage or help others that I have encountered along the path and in hindsight knew that I could have done more to love my neighbor as myself it feels bad when you realize you cho chose not to do good and it convicts me to not drop the ball next time. The reasons of fearing that my efforts would cost me something or fail to be competent, adequate, or effective that prevented me from action are never comforting when I consider that my actions could have helped. 
And the final journal prompting is, are there any friends or family members with whom you are in conflict and long to be reconciled with? If so, write about steps you can take to begin the process and take those steps. Currently, the only person I could say I am in conflict with is my son Brennan, who is in his 20s and who lives with me with the understanding that he will pay a modest sum each month for rent and utilities. Inexplicably, Brennan made decisions that have caused him to lose his job, and now I am in the unenviable position of being the only person in my son's life that has any power to compel him to do what's right. At the beginning of February, I gave him 60 days notice to get a job and to start paying rent or to move out of my home. Reconciliation is, is a two-way street, and I can only be reconciled with my son when Brennan chooses to work and pay his way. In a few days, I'll remind Brennan of the obligations of living in my home and encourage him to get a job to meet those requirements. I am praying for things to change. And which brings us, ironically, to the prayers for the life of faith, which today prompts us to pray that you may see the world and people in it with more tenderness. So let's pray. Lord God, help me to see the world and the people in it, including those I am in conflict with, with more tenderness, and to follow you with the way that I respond to them. Help me, Lord. Amen. And finally, the, pray, uh, the prayer for today um, directs us to, uh, to pray. Dear Lord Jesus, help me to keep hatred and contention from my heart and mind, and help me to work on the, work on the best for my neighbor. Amen. And that brings us to the next portion of our blog, which is today's Bible verse, which comes to us from the Quick Scripture Reference for Counseling by John G. Cruis. This morning's meditation verse comes from the section on conscience. And today's verse is 1 Timothy 4.2 from the New Living Translation. The Word of God tells us these people are hypocrites and liars, and their consciences are dead. Today's verse falls under the fourth point of our Counseling Reference Guide's resource section on conscience. That fourth point is, a conscience can be seared. Today's verse reminds us that people's consciences can be dead. Romans 1 tells us that our sin changes us. When we give into sins, if we persist in it, it uh, when we give in a sin, if we persist in it, it can harden our hearts to deny that there is anything wrong with what we are doing to the point that our minds become debased. And we not only defend our right to sin, but then become advocates of evil and encourage others to do the same. A look at our society with its sins of the flesh proves that the word of God is true. Evil begets evil and kills the conscience. So don't let your hearts be hardened toward God and what he tells us about good and evil. Let your heart be afflicted and your eyes be open to the truth of the evil of persistent sins that the world accepts. Turn to the Lord in repentance and let your conscience be restored to his good, pure, and holy ways. As always, I invite all to go to mtforchrist.org where we share insights from prominent Christian theologians and, and counselors to assist my brothers and sisters in Christ with their walk. Today we continue sharing from According to Your Word, Morning and Evening Through the New Testament by Stephen F. Alford, a collection of devotional journals from 1940 and 41. 
And in his journals, Alford directs us to read Mark chapter 15 today. And from Mark chapter 15, he shares a portion from Mark 15, 3, where it tells us uh, he answered nothing. And Stephen Alford writes, Surely this is where grace in all its divine splendor shines forth. He who called the world into existence by the utterance of a word, he who upholds the worlds by the word of his power, he who could have asked his father for more than twelve legions of angels to come to his aid, this one, my blessed Lord, stood in that judgment hall, bearing shame and scoffing rude, and answered nothing. And Stephen Alford prays, O matchless grace that Jesus there alone, on Calvary's cross for sinners should atone to such a friend, a Savior and King, our lives for service we will gladly bring. Yeah. Um, Jesus answered nothing and suffered, you know, if anyone had a right to defend himself, the one who was without sin had the right to defend himself, but Jesus answered nothing and accepted the punishment uh, for crimes he didn't commit as an atonement for all the crimes we did commit, um, that Jesus would die for us to pay our penalty. Um, that is to draw us close to God um, because of the forgiveness of our sins and because of the mercy he's shown us. And that should, you know, should cause us to treat others people with love and mercy as well and to help them, to not harm them, but to help them. And sometimes our harm are the good we want to do may look like harm to someone else. But to teach someone the way, ways of the Lord, to, to show them to be responsible, uh, as my son's case, um, can be a difficult lesson. Um, and so we're praying for, for that that situation to resolve itself, please, Lord and Jesus, because uh, I, I don't like being a proponent of the tough love, and I certainly don't like to practice it. Um, I'd like people to just do what's right according to the way, you know. And with this thing, it's it's uh, just according to the ways, the way of the world. You have to support yourself in life. Um, but I guess you don't have to. Some people are supported. Um, but those people don't live in my house. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm just praying for my son to uh, wise up to his needs for money and uh, his need to support himself. Uh, today. It's the only conflict I really have in my life. I've made peace with everyone else. Um, now, some of my relationships may no longer exist, um, but I'm at peace with that. Um, as I've decided to follow the Lord with the way I live my life, I've forgiven those who've offended me. And if they're offended with me, I've asked for their forgiveness. Well, whether or not I have it, it's up to them. Um, and that's all we can do is try to share the love of the Lord. Um, by encouraging people to 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 know know God, follow Jesus, and to uh, to to reap the benefits of a life lived in the Spirit. That's what we do here at the uh, Empty for Christ dot uh, org blog and the Empty for Christ two four seven podcast. Um, we've suffered greatly uh, because and throughout our life because of our sin and. Um, the Lord was gracious to show us the truth that we could be forgiven of our sins and to uh, 
reap the benefits of, uh, of a good life by walking in the Spirit. And so we've discovered that when we draw close to God, He draws close to us, and He helps us. And so I encourage people to, you know, find the Lord's help and find the life of abundance and peace that He has for you by following Him and uh, Him alone in whatever way He calls you to do that. Um, I'm not telling you to join a particular church or to even follow me, per se, um, but I do encourage you to follow to read the Word of God, uh, to do what it says, and follow Jesus. Um, because that's that's what I found. I found His love and His Holy Spirit alive and well in me and in the world uh, to help us. Um, so, so that's what we're praying for today. Um, don't kill anybody and uh, try to do good um, as well. Anyway, um, today is Saturday. Uh, I did go see The Chosen. Uh, um, Season four, episodes four through six yesterday. Um, I encourage you to check them out. Um, highlights from the uh, the chosen was the uh, the Roman who they give you the the scene. One of the scenes that was portrayed was the Roman that uh, came to faith in Jesus and believed that he could heal his servant. And, uh, it was great to see that scene on the uh, on the screen. Um, played out for us and uh, some challenges uh, as the the chosen moves along uh, it's not all miracles uh, as they they're facing opposition now as they get closer and closer to uh, Jesus's time uh, uh, to his death and resurrection um, in the uh, upcoming season so it's 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 wonderful to know that we've come into line with God's plan for the universe in terms of uh, his plan for mankind uh, that we put our faith in Jesus too and uh, we like the Romans ensure and believe by faith that he can do amazing things and we've seen it happen in our life so we encourage you to follow and believe uh, that the God that the Lord can do it for you too so let's pray Lord God, Heavenly Father, we thank you for everything you've done for us, everything you've shown us, and the way you give us an eternal hope that uh, overcomes all circumstances um, when we rest in you and uh, follow you. So, Lord, we pray for our friends who might be listening or reading this message today, that they be blessed, that you come alongside their prayer requests and their walk of faith, and encourage them to not let their hearts be hardened, but to repent and surrender to your plan for their lives. Lord, we thank you, we praise you, we love you, and we pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.